We're discussing the the laws of Mesira, the Gemara in Nida Daf Samach Aleph, in the story of Reptarfim with the Bnei Galila, where there were these uh, men who were suspected of committing a very bad crime, committed suspected of committing murder, and they come to Reptarfim, and Reptarfim uh, tells them uh, that he, he's not uh, really able to help them. Not able to help them because maybe they really did it. And the Gemara says, even though if you hear Lush and Har about someone, you're not supposed to accept it as being absolutely true, you have to be choshish for it. You have to be smart. If someone tells you that someone is uh, Ganav, you never heard that information before. It's not proven. It's possibly not true, but I'm not going to do business with him. You have to be smart. We have to be realistic. So the Gemara there says, um, I, so the Reptarfin says, I'm not allowed, I, 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 therefore I have to be, I have to suspect that maybe the Lush and Har is true. So there's a machok is there, Rashi and Tosus, and this is the beginning, this is where we started the topic of Mesira, and that begins with not so much whether I'm allowed to give someone over to the authorities, but if someone did something wrong, am I allowed to help them? Am I allowed to um, assist them in escaping? So Reb Tarfin comes along and says, um, according to Rashi, what he says, maybe you were in violation of the Avera, maybe you did the murder, and I'm not allowed to save you. I'm not allowed to save it. Even though it's possible they didn't do it, since it's possible that you did it, therefore I'm not allowed to save you. So we see from Rashi very clearly that if we know that there's someone, um, a, a, a Jewish person, we're not talking about non-Jews, even a Jewish person, a neighbor, who did something wrong, who's suspected of doing something illegal. Now, again, you can argue and say the Gemara is only talking about murder, but let's just assume that it's not just murder, maybe it's true. And if you did something illegal, something that would be, that would be uh, the Torah would be mechaiv, you some type of punishment, also, and then I can't help you. I'm not, that doesn't prove that you're allowed to give the person over to the authorities, but at least it starts the sugya where Rashi says you're not allowed to help the person. So Rashi's position in Nida is that if someone does something illegal, you're not allowed to assist that person in, um, in escaping, in, uh, in trying to make up a story, in hiding, in any of those possible ways of helping someone who did something wrong. Tosus, if you recall, and it brings down the Sheiltos that learns the Gemara differently, that what Reptarfin said to him was that, listen, if you did it, then I'm going to put myself in jeopardy. It's not that I'm not allowed to save you. It's that I have no, I have no chiv to try to help you if you did something wrong. If you did something illegal, then I certainly, there's a din of lo saman al damreacha. If someone's drowning, you have to jump in. If something's, if something's, if something's, if someone's drowning, you have to jump in and try to save him. Lo saman al damreacha. If someone is, uh, you know, there's a car coming and you can, you should push the person out of the way. If, if there's a train coming, you should try to pull the person out of the tracks. I'm not sure if you have to put your own life in danger. So the, the Gemara, according to the Baleatosis, according to the Shiltas, what Reptarfin is saying is that since you did something, since it's possible you did something wrong, I have no chiv to help you. And I, and the reason why I have no chiv because it may end up damaging me. According to Tosis, maybe, maybe, I, I, I don't know, but maybe, if there was absolutely clear that you would not be convicted, that by you helping him, you would never get caught. Uh, it's hard to, in the real world, it's hard to really come up with a case like that. But just imagine where you could really help someone, but you would not, and, and you would, it would be no danger to you. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if you'd be chayiv to help the person, maybe you'd be allowed to help the person. Which sounds a little funny, why you should be allowed to help a criminal. But at least from, from Tosus, it doesn't say clearly that you're not allowed to help someone. That's not what that Gemara says. Um, we're going to hold questions. If you have questions, just because this is a Chazara, write them down, and we'll take them at the end of the uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the shmuz. Then we moved from there 
So from that Machokas Rashi tells us, we move to the Gemara in Bab Metziah Pei Gimel. The Gemara in Bab Metziah Pei Gimel deals with this um, this amazing story of Lazar of Shimon and uh, and Rav Shimon Karacha. Right, the, the, the laws of Shemin is the son of Rav Shem Bar Yochai. So he was the one that was in the cave. So this is probably for the 13 years or after the 13 years. I'm not sure which one. Um, maybe it was after, it makes sense that it'll be after the 13 years, I would say, in that cave, right? Well, let's, let's not go there now. That's the Lagba Omer part. And Rav Lozab Shemin is, uh, this, may, this may or may not be important. He was hired by the government to be the chief of police. He didn't volunteer to be the chief of police. He was hired by the government to be the chief of police. And therefore, it was his job to investigate and then convict Jewish people and non-Jewish people who are criminals. And that's exactly what he did. And he starts to report on people who are cheating on their taxes, on people who are, you know, thieves, on people who are embezzling, on people who are hiding, you know, diamonds in the tefillin uh, and things like that. And we know all the stories that have taken place over the years. And he's actually going to the Roman police, to the Roman authorities, and they're taking these people... These non-Jewish, uh, these Jewish and non-Jewish thieves, and they are, um, and they're, I mean, the Romans, they didn't, they didn't charge them kafe. It sounds like they were, you know, they were killing them. That's what the Gemara seems to say very clearly. So we know that Rabbi Shubin Karcha is, he finds out about this and he calls, he, or he sends a letter, he sends, he sends a message to Rabbi Lozabarab Shimon. How in the world are you doing this? You're, 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 you're giving over our people to the non-Jewish authorities? Everybody remember what Rav Lozab Shimon responded? He says, what do you mean? All I'm doing is, is taking off the uh, the thorns. I'm being Mekala HaKotzim and HaKerib. I'm just taking off the thorns. So if you recall, Rav Shimon Karcha said back, you know, you're not, the, you know, let, let the owner of the vineyard come and cut his own thorns. That's not your job. So it seems that, it seems that we're often the discussion of whether one and when one and if one is allowed to report a Jew to the non-Jewish authorities for a crime committed, they often go to this, this is the perfect Gemara to go to. This is the Gemara to go to. And maybe the question is, maybe the question is, very simple. Do you hold like Rabbi Lozabur of Shimon? Do you hold like him? Then you'd be allowed to do it. Do you hold like Rabbi Shobin Karacha? Then you're not allowed to do it. Let Hashem take it. It's not your job to go ahead and report people. Now Rav Moshe, in one of his shuvas that we saw, was asked about the Shiloh of someone who uh, who was caught stealing from the shul? He was stealing the you know the parochas and the and the and the silver, the ornaments, the, all the all the you know all the expensive things that are in shul. And he was asked, "Are we allowed to to, to take him to court? Are we allowed to to report him to the government?" So Rav Moshe said something that if we based on what we just said, um, what we would have probably concluded without seeing the Rav Moshe, we might have concluded as we might have said. Listen, first you try to get the money back in a Jewish court. Everybody would agree with that. Assuming, and assuming that the guy's not known to be a thief where he's continuously stealing. So you try to get the money back from him. If it ain't working, so then, you call the, then you, you, call the, you call the authorities and let them deal with it. And you'll get all the money back. It's not what Rav Moshe said. Rav Moshe said, since, even though the case of Rav of Shimon that we just saw seems to disagree with this, Rav Moshe deals with it at the last line. He says, since it's clear to him that the punishment that the court, that the judge, that the court, that the system is going to punish this thief is going to be much worse than the Torah's approach to this violation, where the Torah would say you have to pay a certain amount of money. You have to pay, let's say, kefal, 
um, person was a ganav. He wasn't a gazlan. He was a ganav. So a ganav, they would have to be careful. So, and the, and the court, they're going to throw him into jail, and who knows what else they're going to do to him. Right? And in jail, who, for sure, who knows what's going to happen in jail. So therefore, you would not be allowed to report him. And if you did report him, it would be an Isser of Mesira. Be an Isser of Mesira. That's what Rav Moshe says. And Rav Moshe, at the end of that shuva, if you recall, he says, and don't ask me a question from Lazar of Shimon. Don't ask me a question from Nath Gemara Bob Because since Lazar of Shimon was appointed by the government, so that changes the, 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 the that's a factor that's a, that makes it a little bit different. That's again, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Since he was, I guess not, couldn't reject the job from the Romans. It sounds like he's saying that he would not be allowed to, um, he was not, since in that case, where he was appointed, so there he's allowed to report to the authorities. I'm not sure why that should make a difference. Why should it make a difference just because you're appointed? So we gave a Hesber, we give, and we'll give another Hesber. You're yourself in danger. Okay, okay. Tosva said that you're not, you're not, because I'm in danger, I'm not allowed to save you. He never said because I'm in danger, I'm allowed to give you over to the authorities. He's taken to the next level. It's the next, it's still, it's a, it's a next level, but it's a higher level. It's a higher level. Yeah. Lazarus of Shimon got appointed. It sounds like he had to, I mean, he could have run. He could have run. That's what you're saying, he could have run. That's what we were saying. He could have moved to Israel. Fine, fine. So if that's true, then okay. my job is to give him over. If right. I don't give him over, I'm going to give other people over for my, for my uh, yeah. life. One can also one can argue the case and say I think it's fair to argue the case and say that there is no difference between Nismanam and Hamalchus and Lat Nismanam whether you're appointed by the government or not there is no difference the reason why Elazar Hashem was able to give him over even though the punishment was more severe is because this is what Rav Shachta said it's not because he was appointed he didn't make that distinction Rav Shachta made a, not, no distinction at all says, if, if the government has a right to make any law that it wants to make, and even if it's more severe than, the, than the, what the Torah would, 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 would be mechaev, that's the government's right, that they have a right to make any laws that they want, as long as it's not going to be, you know, cited to the, you know, if, you, if you're Jewish, you get a hundred years, and if you're not Jewish, you get, uh, you know, you get a slap on the hand, so then of course, uh, that we're not, that's a different story, but assuming that, that they were fair, the Romans were killing everybody who stole. It's not, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it doesn't say anywhere that they were being at that point in time, that there biased. was some type of ant that wasn't biased, so in that case, there is no issue of Messiah, it's not because, not Rav Moshe, no, that's not Rav Moshe. I understand, I understand. I'm just saying we have to find, we have to look, and the, maybe the, the, the place where that's rooted, where's that rooted? That's rooted in what the Gemara says, Herman of the Malkahu. Again, I we're going in order, so let's 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 stay let's stay to the order, so not to not get too uh, to, to, to not go too far too far off. So we have the laws of Shimon that allow which, who did give over Jews to the authorities. Rav Shimon Karka disagreed. We're not sure why or how Rav Shimon had that right. Rav Moshe said there's something different if you're appointed by the king. And Rav Shachta did not make that distinction. He seemed to say that as long as it's a fair justice system, and people are generally going to be punished in the same way or the same range, then it would not be an Isser of Mesira. The Isser of Mesira is only when there is a... Um, the Isser of Mesira is only when, it's, uh, when, when the person didn't do anything wrong. 
You're telling the person where the money is. You're telling the government authorities yeah. where, you know, where the person did it. But, but to just, if, if the person did something and, and he's in violation, and now he did, he did something that the Torah says he's not allowed to do. Our punishment is X, and their punishment is, uh, is Y. Even if Y is much more severe, it's not a problem. The Hezbollah that we gave to maybe make that a little bit stronger is because there is, even in Yahadus, even in Torah law, there's a concept of Melech. However you understand concept of Melech is one thing for sure. He has a right, the Melech has a right, and assuming that the Melech doesn't just mean mal, a Melech, so in other words, the status of a king, but a, 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 a body of government that's in charge of creating laws for that society. So Melech has a right to make laws that are, even, in, even, in, even, even by us, you can make laws that are uh, super Torah. I don't know, that's not the right word. You know, um, extra judicial, extra Torah, more different than what the Torah strictly says. So Melech has the right to give him the Lashon of the Drash Saran, which we found amazingly, um, just a tremendous chidush, that, that, uh, that a Melech is, is mashlim, those areas that, uh, that society needs in order for the society to run smoothly. And the Torah, sometimes its punishment is, let's say, a little bit light. So the Melech will be mashlim if he feels that it's necessary. So, our government can, our Melech can do it. Their Melech can do it. So in a certain sense, in a certain sense, in a certain sense, to give him over to the government authorities, if the Malchus did that, then that's also part of, even the, the Torah, the, the Torah, the Torah itself uh, acknowledges that possi- that that being a correct form of punishment. That's a tremendous, it's tremendous Chiddush, but that's what we're saying. That's that, that's the suggestion. Tremendous, tremendous Chiddush. That the Melech or the government can say things that are not specifically in the Torah. The Torah would not require such a punishment. But the Torah says, if that's what this society feels and deems to be necessary, so then that's what it deems to be necessary, then that's also allowed. And if they would implement that punishment, it wouldn't be connected to Torah. And that's why I can give them over, even though the punishment's more severe. Even though more severe than the Torah. That is, that's a very different approach than Rav Moshe's approach. If the punishment's more, then the punishment's more. And you cannot give him over. That's what, that's where we, that's what the thing we say about Rabbi Moshe, and how we explain, and how we explain the laws of Shimon, according to the other approach. Oh, we had that, we had that machlokas already. Let's not go back there. We had that discussion. It was a good discussion, but let's, let's, um, let's, let's go a little bit further. Let's go a little bit further. In a tshuva that we saw from the Maram Shik, it was about this, um, this really, uh, in a sense, was um, was a sequel for all the uh, Makaros that we saw was about this guy whose uh, brother passes away and he suspects and he has, it says in the, in the Shuvah he has strong suspicion and even circumstantial evidence that it was the wife and the wife was uh, suspected of of uh, being involved with another man and the two of them together were conv- he, the man convinced the wife to, to, to poison the husband and there's a strong circumstantial evidence to allow it so the Gemara so the Maram Sheik was asked this question are you allowed to go to the authorities the Jews we don't have the ability to implement these what are we, we going to do we don't have a police force we can't we can't even if we find out that it is the guy what are we going to do so we have to go to the we have to go to the uh, to the authorities he says it's very simple this is how he starts the discussion this is exactly what we just said he says well first of all if there are Adam and Hasra, or if they were Adam, so then they're Adam. Then the Torah says that that's a good, uh, then that's a good uh, edus. So if we have a good edus, so then we're allowed to give them over to the Umasa Olam and let them uh, deal with it as they may. However, in our case, where there's no edus, is only a uh, a, um, a a rumor. So there's just a rumor. So the Torah doesn't allow you to to, 
If you give him over with a rumor, circumstantial evidence, the government might put him to death because of that. Might put her to death because of that. The Torah doesn't allow that. But then he goes, he goes in the direction that we just mentioned. By since it was Herman of the Malka, it doesn't say because he was appointed by the king. Since the, the, the king has this um, right to implement punishments, and some examples that we gave of Melech having this superpower, if we can call it like that, is David HaMelech. Remember, David HaMelech killed the Geram Oleki. The halacha is, how do we know? Did I say, right, why did he kill the Geram Oleki? Because the Geram Oleki killed who? Shol HaMelech. Now, how do we know that he killed Shol HaMelech? Because the Geram Oleki said he killed Shol HaMelech. We don't put people to death from Hodas, Hodas Piv. You have to have two Adam. And he put him to death anyway. We have the story of Pelegish Begiva, where we have the, the community going to war with, with Binyami because of a, because of a rape and a, a Gram Ritzicha. That doesn't sound like yeah, the Torah would, uh, uh, would would allow to kill out a whole shevet. That sounds a little extreme. Tamar, we mentioned by Tamar. Again, these are just examples of these extra extra judicial punishments. Melech has that power too. Tamar, Tamar was brought out to be Yehuda said about Tamar, and the uh, the Mefarshim said because she was she was bital shel shame. So an a, a, a bas kohen that's that's mizana gets the sreifa, right? A bas kohen, right? If she's mechalalis, but ishti sreif. Rashi says bein be'erisin bein benesum. Whether she's married uh, a full uh, an ishti ish or she's just a betoras and arusa, but 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 Tamar was not betoras, but 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 Tamar was not either, right? Tamar was not either. Tamar was just a shemeres yavam. She wasn't married. The, the husband died. She wasn't engaged. Also, she was. She was mizuk, She was zakuk to to the third brother. Zakuk to Shayla. So why is she getting a punishment? So that's where the Balayat tells us say bezemachemion bezemachemion We have uh, right. So we mentioned some other cases. I think Garamaleki pelagish begiva. We have David Hamelach with the David Hamelach when when Nosson comes to him and tells him the whole story about the wealthy man taking the little sheep from the poor man and he shechs it and he feeds it to the guest. So, uh, David Amalek cares about the cruelty. He says the guy's a Ben Mavis, we should kill him. Well, he doesn't say we should kill him, he just says Ben Mavis. But an implication, implication is that he's not, plus he says he should give him, how much should, does he have to pay? Four times the amount. Is that the Torah law? Well, before that, is the din of Dalit Tachas Haseb by a Goslin too, or just by a Ganov? Of course, by Gaza, there's a busha of carrying a sheep. What's the no, whole point? It's the opposite. It's only by Ghana. Only by Ghana. So doesn't he, even the Dalatakas said doesn't work. Right, so it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't work. It was all, that was a Goslin. It was clear that he, everybody knew he did it as a, as a Goslin. So that's a, so, so, right, so, and he told him this is what's going on in the community. Who says he's a Goslin? Alright, so either way, for sure he's not a Ben Moves. So what's, what's the idea? Melech has that, uh, has that right. Now just by the way, by the way, uh, just, just to take this to the next level, we also mentioned the possibility, uh, which is a wild possibility, but as I mentioned, um, there are Svarim in 19, in the early, in the, in the 1930s already, 1940s, 19, early 1940s, 
early 1950s when the government and the state of Israel developing their, you know, the Israeli law. So the 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 the, the want to know exactly how we supposed to how is this law supposed to look? How is this law supposed to look? Are we supposed to follow the Torah as is? I mean, is that enough? Do we have to implement more than the Torah? Do we have to have a, a malchus which is being mashed the Torah? They quote the Rosh Hashanah, and they try they're trying to figure out, you know, does the government have a right? The God, does the government have a Torah right? We're not sure if the government has a right. The government has a right from the Torah to, 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 to create a law that is in addition to or, or the, is superimposed upon the Torah. Now, some people will say that's absolute apicursus. How can you, how can you have a law that's not, that not, ex- the law should be the Torah law. And others quote the Drushes around and say, what do you mean? The, the Melech always has that right. And, and that's another question. That's another question. When we talk about the Melech's right, one thing we know for sure, the Bezin only has a right to judge things Shalom Pitorah Baharosha. What about the Melech? Can the Melech create a law? He says, you know what? In our society today, for the next, as long as I'm alive, we're going to have a law because this is what the community needs at this point. Does the Melech have that right to do things that are not really a one-time shot? Can he make a law, like a, a law that's kavua, chok kavua? That's a, so that's not so true. That might not be so true. We mentioned that. that I, I, have to, I have to bring in the Makar. You should bring me the Makar because you know where Rav Cook writes these things. But I know that, uh, that Rav Cook says in different, um, in different, in different, with regards to different halachas that the Israeli government, you know, he was, bef- he was, he was there before the Israeli, and before the state of Israel mm-hmm. might have the status of a melech. That's a good question. That's a good question. The din of mishpat, the din of that's the that's a question. There's farm written to this that that that, this, that that ask and deal with that question. I remember I forgot who wrote. I think it was someone. Rabbi Kivalevich mentioned it was someone by the name of Minsberg. I don't I don't remember, but I remember in the YU um, library I was fishing around and I found the safer. I think it was called Mishpatim Israel. And uh, we have to look that up. And it was all about this exact question. That when, when the Israeli government creates laws that don't follow the Torah, does, do they, does it have the power of the Torah, where the Melech has the right to superimpose its laws that it feels that the, that the society needs in order to be, you know, in order to... Right, so that's what we mentioned yesterday, right? Exactly. So that's it's, exactly how that would work. Is, uh, is, is questionable. But just, it is an interesting, um, it is definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting discussion. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, ba- and then we heard, um, we heard the shear from Rav Shachti yesterday where he said over and over and over, and it's important to keep this in mind, that when you're dealing with someone who is a mate, someone who's a menace to society, someone, a menace doesn't mean that he's, he's only killing people. A menace means that he's causing pain and problems and sorrows. To, uh, to, to this, to the people around us. So then you have a, then there is no Mesira. Unless you have a feeling or you would know, I don't know, I don't know exactly what the parameters are. You would, or you would, you have a strong suspicion that this person is going to be in jail and he's going to be punished much worse than even what the government wants him to be punished. Now others might say, if he's going to be punished more than what the Torah allows for the punishment, that's also Mesira. But Rosh thought, uh, that um, I'm not sure. Sh- well, right? Probably not. Probably not. Menace not. But unless, unless he's going to be, what Rosh said, unless he's going to be punished more than what the government, not more than the Torah, more than what the government wants to be punished. Mar- the government says he deserves 20 years. It's like Mar doesn't say he deserves 20 years and he deserves to get beaten up in jail. So, well, uh, it depends which jail you're in. 
Um, there are certain jails. Yeah, it could be. Well, yeah, that's the question. That's part of the sin. That's that's what it is. But no judge says. No judge says. You're, you're, you're. I mean, it's posh that, that's that's going to happen. I think you moved down. You didn't buy the seats that moved down. So the post he said, yeah, they know when you get tickets, and then the people leave, you move down. That's not steal. But that's what jail is. Jail is you're gonna be you're gonna get beaten up. That's that's jail. That's jail. Right, depends which prison. Got kosher. The whole thing of a sukkah and smacks the whole thing. Right, right. That's a good question. Either way, if someone is a if someone is a man. If someone is a menace, then there's no Masira. Again, what happens when, for sure, it's going to be even worse than what the government wants to subject them to? Zev has a good point. I, I think the same thing, but you can... Does, what? Yeah, and, well, if he's a menace, if he's a menace, the more of a menace, the less of a problem of Masira. And the second thing is that even if, even if he's not a menace, but he did something that was absolutely illegal... So, but it's not hurting anybody. So you don't have to tell it. You don't have to say anything. You, and you shouldn't say anything. What do you have to? What do you have to get involved? But when the government knows that they know that you know, and then and you're not saying anything because we cover up for the Jews, and that's the bichil Hashem, then you'd have a chiv to say something. That's also bichidish that we learned uh, that we learned yesterday. Okay, so I think that was a good, short uh, and sweet chazara. I'll, I'll look through the notes and through the makara. So maybe one or more, two more things. Um, listen to the shir on uh, online. And-